you know they say appreciation is the crux of motivation and it's always good to get a pat on the back and we keep getting this very often and often within the first hour of us uploading the podcast a lot of people uh, giving us congratulations and and well done guys and and you guys are funny of course this that um, i can tickle you if you don't think we're funny but we are funny we're very very informed and we love f1 my name is rishi kapoor the man holding hands is sitting opposite me is kunal shah together we make break and bring to you the inside line f1 podcast and it's good that the fans are growing becoming important and and fi and uh, inside line f1 are both on the same page kunal Yes Rishi it's been wonderful that's a wonderful opening link as well thank you <laughs> lots of thank yous yet again uh, specifically there's manohar there is uh, steve uh, there is of course ritesh tripathi who's you know actively promoting the blog as well and uh, like you said you know uh, it's good to see that the fia and the formula 1 teams are all putting the fan first finally Yes, finally going first. They also realize that the cost cap is necessary. It's very important. Teams are talking about it. Sponsors are talking about it, and they've been talking about it since I was born. So I really want to know if the FIA cost cutting capping bit is going to go anywhere. Let me correct you, Rishi. It was probably ten, twelve years before you were born that they've been having these discussions. That's when you were born. <laughs> <laughs> and I really hope they find a solution because. if anyone understands a financial model that formula 1 follows which is the disbursement of the profits etc mm. it is extremely skewed a in favor of bernie ecclestone then b in favor of ferrari and now the b b plus becomes in favor of red bull mclaren and you know mercedes as well so what typically happens is the lower rung teams even if they have a damn good season much like sahara force india is you are really not going to have those many benefits coming your way so i'm so glad that a they're looking at reducing costs of operations unfortunately we're not going to have those tire blankets from next year it seems but that's for another podcast mm-hmm. and b they are looking to remodel how they distribute their finances as well i think it's really important because gone are the days where we just buy a chassis buy an engine and go racing very crucially the biggest beneficiary of all of this rishi is the fan because what are the fan want wheel to wheel racing affordable race tickets affordable merchandise etc and all of this somewhere is ultimately linked to f1 wanting to project itself as a very niche sport so yes it's good that the projection happens but somewhere when it comes to costs we've been, we've noticed that when we go to newer uh, racing circuits people aren't really willing to shell out the money to go watch the races live also because i don't understand the sport it is complicated and once it gets simplified i, I guess uh, you know when it's just racing and racing pure it's going to attract more fans and not only purists like me and kunal but we talk about uh, making it simpler the cars not looking simpler they look like alien robots every new grand prix there's some new update coming in this is something i've learned through various videos on the net is that mercedes is giving the the engine updates and the reduction its exhaust pipes and all that very late to the other customer teams so they have a engine advantage for at least a grand prix or two uh, which obviously goes into an aero advantage because they can package themselves tighter so when a mercedes engineering is doing well you may not see a mclaren winning in sahara force india being doing so well but the mercedes will always win yes that's an interesting speculation and it's a speculation that is extremely difficult to debate but it's possible because at the end of the day while mercedes has to service the customer teams let's remember they also have to beat them first ah and and that's exactly why mclaren want to shift to honda so unless and until they have somebody who's absolutely a la carte 
making the engines for them they might not win again and this is something i truly believe where i talk about the engines there's this new thing that has come up where yes everybody seeing the sport is not so loud and the cars on a mute mode and and they found a, a system of changing this and this could happen as soon as monaco yes you know what's happened is you and i have really been pro- you and i have been really propagating the change in engine sounds the fi has finally heard us i mean i'm going to put up a screenshot of the mail i received from john todd you know <laughs> but no on a more <laughs> on a more serious note uh thankfully they are looking into the engine sounds again mm-hmm. and it's been an extremely massively wide debate and i i know that was grammatically incorrect but you know you know what i'm saying mm. that should they change the engine sound should they not i'm it's in a lot of ways a cosmetic way of changing it but let's remember rishi that sport ultimately has a very very strange connect with sound you know like the ipl is going on in india and while tendulkar isn't playing and say for example one of the other stalwarts is playing the minute he connects the ball from the middle of the bat and you hear that click the minute a golfer hits you know his ball and you hear the sound between the club and the and, and the golf ball those are those sounds that are really really sacrosanct to their sports much like engine sound is sacrosanct to formula 1 as well so i'm glad they're trying to bring about changes they are also like we spoke last podcast bringing about visual changes so again this goes back to the theme of fans are now being considered as assets before everything else so he starts with the sound and goes to the power and now now sebastian vettel has been the cry baby again and said oh i don't like the new engines they're not powerful enough and i'm struggling for power and and i don't like these new cars that i i want them to go fast of course you he's a racer he wants them to go fast but he's like i want to beast that i can tame and, and and not this car but i think he's the biggest idiot in the world because he should know that his engine supplier is the one who asked for a smaller engine who asked for an, an engine which was closer to the to the road car and and would help in develop, development and and he should just embrace the new change he's already won four championships he's done his quota for the sport yeah but that's not enough clearly right he wants to win more and maybe what uh, somebody from renault you know performance engines renault sport f1 needs to walk across i think i know the few pr people there they need to walk across and tell sebastian that ultimately what he says is bringing renault down as an engine supplier rather than red bull just like you know john todd from bhopal <laughs> <laughs> okay but some man we know <laughs> he's got a lot of money fair amount of talent his name is maldonado he paid 25 million to williams to leave the team and make way for himself at lotus firstly is that true let's remember williams gave maldonado his break in formula 1 okay. which means that there's there was a very possibly tight driver team contract there mm-hmm. if maldonado wanted an exit he would have had to pay for it and let's remember pdvsa has got a lot of money to splurge on him so williams made the most of it they actually made 30 million because it's 25 million in money and 5 million in saving the number of front wings he breaks so, <laughs> so that is going to happen. but you know what rishi let's let's try and do this let's write to maldonado's agents again mm. and uh, let's try and get him on the inside line f1 podcast mm. we'll deal with fan and listener criticism for the next couple of seasons but when he exits you know in the third season he will probably make a couple of million dollars as well and do this podcast in tuxedos next time yay yeah. <laughs> Do I get no, to slap no. him? No, we do a video. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Uh slap in the face of a driver named Diresta because uh, Kovalainen is suddenly becoming Mercedes test driver. This is something I don't understand that if if 
he having no connection with mercedes whatsoever could get there why not deresta De who was for the longest time the blue eyed boy for the mercedes gp team a not get a drive in formula 1 for their team b uh not get a drive as a test driver which is just strange yeah it's a very strange piece of news you and i picked up you know and for colinen to be considered over a paul deresta i'm puzzled i'm really puzzled but anyways it doesn't really matter because if you're a mercedes test driver you're barely going to be do- you're not doing any free practice sessions for sure you'll probably do one odd mid season test here and there when when nico and lewis turn around say guys you know what I'm, i i want a holiday why don't you put somebody else in the car so i guess that's the reason at least we know paul deresta is racing in dtm let's wish him all the best well dtm is very close to america and america is very close to montoya because montoya he really does well there in america and, and he's been shooting uh, pod shots at formula 1 and how drs is overcooked overtaking in in how haas racing could be firing a bullet in their own foot so i'm just little is montoya trying to do a edia vinovia <laughs> <laughs> well uh, let's let's put it this way that a few of the points he's brought out make a lot of sense you and i hate the drs in any case we hate montoya also yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh apart from that we've spoken and outspoken uh, ourselves about the engine sound but you know he's brought out a very crucial point about haas formula 1 because if haas formula 1 has to succeed uh you know i personally believe that having their base in america and crossing the atlantic uh, you know every now and then to get to the you know to get to europe for all the technical help that they would need mm. will probably add a lag to their uh, you know to them to their machinery and upgrades is it's a speculation let's remember uh, toyota tried doing something like this when they had based in cologne last and we know what happened to toyota mm-hmm. they went the toyota way nothing happened <laughs> <laughs> and it's going but you know it's the american dream it's america and it's the american spirit you never know uh, if haas probably proves all the critics and all the the base theory that you have to be in europe if you're running a formula 1 team all the way around you never know kral but what i also believe is now with the, with no testing at all you need just information and try uh, sticking that in in an aero device or whatever wind tunnel why would you need to be in europe i mean yes the tracks are closer but with the whole globalization thing i think it might not be that tough a call it may not be as tough rishi but let's remember i mean the the technical know how of formula 1 is pretty much based within the milton keynes brackley silverstone base area that's where all your talent and all your equipment all your suppliers etc etc lie and uh, like i said i'll be i'd love to see if somebody happens to decentralize the the engineering side of formula 1 as well we can set up one team in in kanjurmarg or mulund or something like that <laughs> but before before we actually you know look to set up, setting up our own team rishi let's remember this Haas could actually end end up hiring the best of, or rather now the worst of, McLaren, Mercedes, and Ferrari. They, he could go and buy out a Ross Brown, Martin Whitmarsh, and now a Stefano Domenicali. Yes, yes. Too many cooks spoil the broth. That's not clearly the case at Mercedes. They have too many heads and too many mentors, and it's working for them. And they'll probably be eating the sub of the day very soon because uh, Subway and F1 are looking at a very good deal. I mean, it's a food deal, and we love food. So it's a great thing that you know if they get the exclusive partners or rights to serve at Grand Prix, and we, me and Kunal, were trying to calculate. that the amount of subs that they would end up selling at the grand prix would be much more than they actually do from their uh, retail outlets 
it's a very interesting proposition that you know they're trying to put together in fact it it's it's probably somewhere in my view a case study of how modern day uh, sponsorships need to be looked at as well so it's a mixture of exposure which you'll get via one of the races and on track branding but over and above that what they're trying to do is get exclusive rights to serving subways at the circuits and i've been to a lot of circuits to know that the circuit food isn't really the tastiest okay and imagine you have a brand like subway that comes and serves you their standard uh, you know subs which are you know which are loved the world over and consumed the world over mm-hmm. so i think it's a really interesting deal i'd love to see how they come in eventually and package the deal and i mean you know at the end of the day when bernie's brokering a deal he's going to get the best for formula 1 as well well the best happens to formula 1 sometimes not all the best things happen to formula 1 sometimes you lose people that are really important to the sport and important to the legend of the sport and nigel stepney uh, another great of formula 1 ex ferrari uh, bright mind tragic death uh, in a car accident and and people remembering him in the same week that people remember ayrton senna Yeah, you know, and uh, like you said, ex Ferrari has helped Schumacher win his five titles. He was the chief mechanic. I'm sure you remember which year, but there was one year when Schumacher actually drove over him yes. during <laughs> one of those pit stops. And uh, it's unfortunate. It's a very tragic end to, of course, uh, you know, a controversial career as now people would call it because he was involved in the Spygate as well. Well, controversy or no controversy, Formula One keeps moving forward. Spanish Grand Prix is up next. Yes, the question is Rosberg or Hamilton or Hamilton or Rosberg, which way is going to be one way or the other? We know that this is a very important Grand Prix for all the teams, and uh, Kunal will tell you why. Lots of upgrades being expected. Uh, it's an aero circuit. It's the European race, the first European race of the season. Uh, it's a couple of hours, cup, you know, drives away from most of the most of the team bases that would be there. Actually, that's exaggerated, but yeah, it's closer to yeah. uh, the the team bases than probably a Bahrain or a Malaysia or uh, China. And we know that Lotus is bringing in a significant upgrade. McLaren needs to do something because they haven't won here since two thousand and five, so they are bringing in some radical updates. Mm. And crucially, for the first time, we are actually hearing that Sauber is looking to reduce the weight of the car, so we'll probably see them going quicker as well. And I'd love to see Adrian Sutil doing you know better in the car. He's had a disastrous start to two thousand fourteen. Also, what is important for this Grand Prix is usually they say that. a team that does well usually wins a championship the car that looks best here is is the car that actually leads all the way but that's not actually true you know so the last few years i've seen there's alonso who won here last year but but sebastian didn't let him win at all and it's been a year since they've won and 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 let's not forget uh last year it was about four stops over here and pirelli doesn't want that to happen they can't afford that to happen yeah absolutely it will be a disaster if we go in through the four stop strategy again and uh, i'm i'm very kicked to see what red bull can do because it's a very aero heavy circuit mm. and we all know that red bull is a really well packaged car what they are lacking on is bhp and in some ways if you know we'll be able to do some comparisons of course we won't have access to the data to see how good or bad actually is red bull with or without that engine power that they are lacking Well, the most strangest bit of fact about the circuit is Mercedes has never won here before, and imagine Maldonado has. So I don't know what the Grand Prix is going to be. There are not going to be a lot of surprises. The strong teams will remain strong, but whatever happens, we'll keep you updated. We have a lot of exciting stuff coming up in the next two weeks leading up to the Monaco Grand Prix. But till then, you enjoy your racing and enjoy Inside Line F1 podcast. Wait a minute, Rishi. This is not the end yet. You still have to pick your predictions. Oh, the tough one. I thought it is easy this season onwards, right? Uh okay. I'm going to say Rosberg this time. So it's going to be Rosberg, Hamilton, Alonso. 
So I'll probably do a Rosberg as well. I really want him to win. I want a good battle between Rosberg and uh, Hamilton. So I'll say Rosberg, Hamilton and maybe a Vettel. I really see Red Bull doing well this Grand Prix. All right. What's it going to be? Only time will tell. And of course, we will also. A couple of days later, that is. Wendy's Baconator is the ultimate bacon cheeseburger that puts all other cheeseburgers to cheeseburger shame. And now we're bringing that same big bacon energy to shake up and wake up your breakfast with the Breakfast Baconator. Stacked with a fresh cracked egg, sausage, cheese, and bacon. And right now, you can get a free breakfast Baconator with purchase in the Wendy's app. So get to Wendy's and always be Baconating. We got you. Offer available at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time during breakfast hours only. Offer must be redeemed via the app. Account registration required. 